Welcome back to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm so excited to be joined today by my sister, Jennifer Denny. She joins me to discuss a book that she sent me called Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First by Laura Tremaine. And we have some really interesting conversations, which is the point of the book to inspire those kind of conversations. In fact, the subtitle is 10 questions to take your friendships to the next level. So stay tuned. You'll learn more about me, my family, my sisters, and we'll go first sharing our stuff. Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams, to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast, Jennifer Denny, aka my sister Jenny. I can't call you Jennifer. I've always known you as Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Everybody changes Jennifer to Jenny eventually. But when you put it with your last name, Jenny Denny, Jennifer's definitely better, right? (laughs) I agree. That's how I always introduce myself as Jennifer Denny. Make it official. Well, I'm so glad you, I could twist your arm to be on the podcast because (laughs) originally I had wanted to do just a book podcast about like four of my favorite books or whatever, but one of them was actually one that you sent me. And I was like, why not get her on the show and (laughs) describe why, (laughs) describe why you even wanted to send it to me. No, I love it. I think it's a a good book. It's a good uh, conversation starter. Yeah. Because Jenny, in our childhood, I don't remember you reading a whole lot. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I kind of go through spurts where I was looking back at my, all the books I've read just so I'd have a list. And I do read over the years, it's kind of a big list, but if I told you what I had read in the last year, it would be kind of a short list, but I do read. Well, we'll get to that. Why I think you're so great. Cause we're a lot different, but also <laughs> a lot the same. So the book we're going to talk about, the one you sent me for my birthday is called share your stuff. I'll go first by Laura Tremaine. And the subtitle is 10 questions to take your friendships or I'll say any relationship to the next level. So why did you send this to me? well I listened to Laura's podcast and uh, she's been talking about this book forever and I gave this book to some girlfriends and we had fun with just even reading the questions and talking about it together and I know how you love books so I thought you would love this book as well I did and I can't wait to get into it with you because really the whole premise is when, when you share your deepest feelings or circumstances with other people, it helps 
bring you closer. And a lot of times in this social media age, we're only showing like our best points, right? Mm-hmm. But when you show the struggles you've been through, it really helps, you know, connect with people. Is that what you got out of it? Yes. And through confessions, <laughs> I've only read <laughs> about the first uh, two chapters only because I had another book I was wanting to read before that. And I'm one that I have to read a full book before I move on to the next book. So gotcha. I'm kind of a concrete sequential in that form. But you listen to her podcast where she talks about the book all the time. Right. And that's kind of the format of her podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Is She'll have a question and she'll tell her story and then she'll give you a prompt to yeah. share with your friends. I love it. So we're going to go into some of the questions she poses in the book. And then it's kind of like she, there's like 10 questions, I think it is. And then at the end of each chapter, she asks you 10 lessons or whatever that you learned. And you're supposed to kind of journal or talk to them about, talk to your friends about them, right? To start a conversation. And I'm not a writer. (laughs) (laughs) but I do like to talk. So this is perfect. Yeah. So one of the first things she says in her introduction is why do people not want to share? And I mean, it can be very, I mean, just like this podcast, it's been hard for me. You don't want to show your bad stuff. And here are some of the reasons she said people don't like to share. Will I look dumb? I always think that. (laughs) What Mm -hmm. if I don't get my facts or thoughts stated exactly right? Uh, I always think that. (laughs) What if I regret sharing? Yeah. What if you overshare? I mean, yeah, that's it's hard to take it back once it's out there. Mm -hmm. Will someone use what I share against me? Mm. Yes, they can. Yeah, definitely. And what if sharing makes me feel the feelings I've been actively pushing down for years? And that's where it gets deep. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, and that's the whole point right there. Yeah. But sharing our stuff is the key to connection because, and she says this in her book, no one can relate to a perfect person. Like when we're putting stuff out on social media, we show the best points of our life, but Mm -hmm. that's not what people connect to. They don't want to see your perfect life. They want to see the ugly, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. And they want to know your struggles. Right. And that's where the deep connections happen. Okay. So where should we start? Should we go into some of the questions? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Yes. (laughs) You know, I was telling, or I told Steve that you wanted me to do it and he encouraged me and I'm like, well, I guess if I'm a beacon of bravery groupie, I should probably put my put my mouth, uh, put it out there and do something outside my comfort zone. So here I am. And I have to thank you for that because you are one of my biggest supporters and Steve, who you just mentioned, your husband is the one behind the music in the intro and outro. So thank you, Steve, Denny, because <laughs> he's great. I'll make him listen to this uh, episode. Give you a little shout out. That's right. So let's go into some of the chapter titles and then we'll maybe go into some of the questions and how it can relate. Okay. The first chapter is titled, who are you? And imagine 
you talking with your girlfriends and just saying, I mean, it's a hard place to start. Like, who are you? And so she says, think of the first five things that make you, you. Like, she starts with, the first thing she starts with in the book is, my name is Laura and I pull out my hair. Because <laughs> she, she has so much anxiety that she has yeah. a condition that you pull out your hair. And actually, I have a friend that had the same condition. And I mean, it's literally piece by piece pulling out your hair. And when you start with your vulnerabilities like that, I mean, people can go, oh, well, you know, I can relate. I do this thing, whatever it is. I mean, I pick mm-hmm. my eyelashes. You know that mom, <laughs> mom went crazy <laughs> over me for picking my eyelashes <laughs> all <Yes>. the time. <laughs> oh. But some of the other prompts she gives is like, I'm a daughter, I'm a mother. And then what, what goes on from there? So do you have anything that is, who are you that you want to share? (laughs) I'm 52 years old, but I feel like I'm 33 still forever. I've been married. It seems like forever since I was 21. Yes. Um, I am uh, very averse to conflict. So my <laughs> life is very um, calm and Steve's that way too. And so we kind of uh, avoid things that bring conflict and strife, which also you kind of avoid um, a big highs and big lows too. So our life is pretty, pretty consistent. Um, I'm a mom. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say hey. what, did you listen to the Enneagram podcast? What do you think your Enneagram number is? I think my Enneagram is a nine. Yes. Peacemaker. Which I'm sure that's probably what you would say too. <laughs> yeah. Peacemaker yeah. at all costs. It's like conflict is not fun. Yeah. Um, those are probably the main things. But you're also a mom of two now yes. teenage boys, right? I know. One's taller than me and the other one's getting there. Yeah. Like to cook for company, not every day. <laughs> and I like to probably even more than that, I like to bake. That's and that's a problem with the weight and everything else that goes along with liking to cook and eat. Well, we're um, gonna get into 10 lessons I learned from my big sister, and one of them definitely is about how you always seem chill no matter what no matter what circumstances but you're also a really social person and like you like to get together with people and all that and so it seems like you're kind of extroverted like that do you gain energy from being around people or do you gain energy from being by recharge by being by yourself? yourself. Yeah, no, I would say I would, I recharge being with people. I was after COVID this last year, I was with some (laughs) girlfriends this weekend just for Saturday. And we're all just like, this is what we needed. We needed to be with friends and just be relaxed and hang out. And it was, it was very recharging. It was great. And I mean, I feel like you've always been pretty social and chill. 
like even in school, like you were just the chill one going through, you weren't really stressed about grades in my perception as three years younger, it was just like, that's true. I'll, <laughs> I just I'll want I'm not the average student. I just want to get a B. That's all it really matters. <laughs> just, um, I was the bratty second child that was not like that. <laughs> the one story I remember about you about that kind of shows this is, I don't know, you were going to school or going somewhere and mom was saying, it's going to be cold. You need to wear a sweater. And you're saying, no, I'm not going to be cold. I'm fine. And, and I'm like, just take a sweater and just take it off when you get there. <laughs> but you would rather get in an argument with mom over taking a sweater. And well, I, I would remember avoid, that, but I can believe it. The conflict. It probably happened more than once. Who knows? <laughs> That's funny. All right. So let's go into a couple other of the, I'm just going to give for the audience, the chapter titles so that you know what the book provides um, as far as conversation starters. And one is what are you afraid of? I hate that one. Um, but I will say snakes, snakes, snakes. <laughs> How about you? I'm afraid, like at the beginning, when you were talking about like saying something wrong or not getting my facts right, or, mm -hmm. and I don't like to be in front of people. Like I'd rather be behind the scenes helping or I'll make the food and bring it for you, but don't make, but don't put me on stage or be in front of people like that. Do you think that's part of how we were raised? We were raised in a very um, Christian, which is good. Um, foundation and more traditional where like the women were supposed to be housewives and kind of be behind the scenes. Do you think that has anything to do with it or am I just projecting? <laughs> no, I, I definitely think that probably has something to do with it because I didn't have examples of women who were leaders or women who took charge of things and, mm -hmm. and, and it was okay. Like it wasn't looked down upon that that person isn't bossy, that it was a good thing. So I, I can definitely see that being kind of a learned or by yeah. example. And even so much so that, I mean, you got married, you had a big wedding in the church and you, like you said, you and Steve have been together since you were teenagers, but all growing up, when I thought about getting married, I was like, no, I don't want to be that center of attention. Uh-uh. And so that's why we went away to get married. But I mean, I was like, no, that is not me. I never wanted to be that spotlight person. Yeah. Well, that didn't bother me because I didn't have to give any speeches or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. Right. And you're young and you don't realize, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. And you had a beautiful wedding. <laughs> so another chapter title is what were your pivotal decisions? Um, we're not going to go into all those. I know one of mine that I'm not going to share, but, um, do you have any pivotal decisions? I think I went to school to be a teacher and I did teach for a little while. And then I made a decision to leave the teaching field for quite a few years. And then I missed parts of it. And then I made a decision and took a job as an office manager in an elementary school, which is like the 
for me, the absolute perfect job. It's a combination of all the things I love to do. So those were kind of two pivotal, pivotal job related and kind of family life related too. Yeah. And I, I want to tell that little backstory is that you and your husband, Steve, both went to school to be teachers and taught for two years, three, three. I was, I had a, I worked full-time three years and then we, I subbed for three years, I think, or two years. Yeah. So five or six years total. But then they said, no, we don't care. We're going off to Indonesia. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was part of the teaching, but I mean, I love that about you, that you guys were just kind of free and willing to do whatever. And then now you're back in the kind of school system, but Steve is all into computers. And I mean, his mm-hmm. had a business in computers and a job in computers. So it doesn't matter what you start with, it's going where your passion is, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> passion, <laughs> or- he has a passion for computers, but he's good at it. So. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. One of the other chapters is when did you belong? Hmm. Well, I can tell you, I didn't feel like I belonged in like high school and college mm-hmm. and stuff, but like when all my jobs that I've had, I always feel I belong and I usually have a really good relationship with my coworkers and mm-hmm. we, uh, um, I like have long lasting relationships with coworkers. So even beyond the job Um, and in church, I think there's been times in church, I've had a good friendship group Mm -hmm. that I felt like I've belonged. Mm -hmm. And my exercise class, we have a, we have a group of us. I don't know if I should tell you the name that we call ourselves. We call (laughs) ourselves the back row babes. (laughs) We've, We've kind of disbanded recently because of that dumb COVID, but um, a couple of those friends or a few of those friends that I walk every morning and that's kind of saved my life being the, like you said, getting, I get energized from having friends around. We are very, um, every morning we get together and walk and so rain or shine. And so that's been a great um, feeling a part of that group. And I didn't ask you my usual question, speaking of rain, but um, where are you calling in from today? (laughs) I'm calling in from the Pacific Northwest, which is, seems to be popular now, um, Salem, Oregon. Yep. Which is about what, an hour away from Lebanon where we grew up. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I go there every summer to visit and enjoy the cool money mornings and the temperate afternoons so i don't miss the rain i don't but here <laughs> needs the- some rain we're kind of low on rain right now i could do without the thunderstorms and lightning and all the stuff we have here but plus and minuses to everything <laughs> that's the truth Okay. So another chapter at, when did you belong? Uh, I will go ahead with that. And I would say in youth group growing up, that was a big area I belonged. Um, and in my work, when I used to go into work, um, I did feel like I belonged there as well, but have always felt, you know, me middle child, like I sometimes didn't really belong. (laughs) So, so 
I choose to uh, go off and do things sometimes. <laughs> okay, another chapter and point of discussion is when did it change? Was there a pivotal mo moment in your life when you could think everything changed at this time? And if you can't, I'm putting you on the spot. But yeah. Um, I mean, kind of the obvious ones, getting married and um, having, becoming a mom and mm -hmm. having kids would probably be the main, main things. Definitely. I feel the same. And then I remember back in high school, this is like the first big thing is I remember when my friends got killed in a car accident and I like freaked out and mm -hmm. realized that death is real. I kept thinking, no, I'm going to see him at school the next yeah. day Something like that. And yeah. I don't know if you were there, but I was screaming when I got that phone call. I can very much um, visualize that right now. I was definitely there and heard you and found out. And it, one of the boys, his brother and I were friends too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, uh, ugh, yeah. That was the first real thought of death to me and like mm -hmm. changed from there. Yeah. Um, another chapter is what broke you. We don't have to go into this, but just, <laughs> just for it being there. Um, I could do a whole podcast on that, but do you have anything that like really just broke you down that you want to share? If not, we can, we can go on, but next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are your magical moments? Do you remember anything growing up or in your life where it was just like the perfect day or just you were at peace? Yeah, I have a, Two or three. I mean, I have lots of times, but like a couple times that I remember, I remember like my kids are in Steve and skiing now, but I remember growing up, we'd go up to Hoodoo and this, if it was the sun would be shining and it would be a beautiful day of skiing. That was so fun. And also like when we would take, we had a water ski boat and when we'd be on the river or the lake, I guess it was, and just not a care in the world, we would just be skiing and hanging out and jumping off the boat and just having a great time with friends or youth group or family, whatever. Um, and then just a few years ago, we were, it was in the fall. I think school had just started and it was an evening. We met some friends at a vineyard and we had dinner there and there was music and vineyard and the kids were there, but they were just running and playing with um, some other friends that were there and I think that's when we planned to go on our cruise that we went on a couple of years later with those friends. And it was like the perfect night. It was just, we were there till late, just talking and having a great time. And the, and everybody was just relaxed. And I don't know, that was several years ago. And I still remember it just being the perfect Oregon fall evening. <laughs> well, that's neat. And I can relate to the, one of mine is the water skiing trips that we took the, our vacations camping. And my mm -hmm. big thing was being the first one to ski in the morning on that yeah. glassy water. And it was just like, perfect. And so those are great moments to remember for sure. Mm -hmm. And the last one is what do you believe? And that one gets kind of deep. And we don't have to go there because of time, but 
for the most part, I just wanted people to know what topics are out there. And I really mm -hmm. recommend this book as far as just, I mean, as you can see, it's conversation starters. I mean, some of the stuff Jenny's mentioning, I didn't know about her, you know, and mm -hmm. you probably didn't know about me. And that's how you open conversations with your friends, right? The other thing I think is it takes time. Like you can't just have a five minute conversation here and there. You have to like sit down and know you have time to relax and kind of get into the conversations too. And just like in the beginning, I said, you have to know you're safe and be willing to share, even if it might backfire on you down the mm -hmm. line, but holding it in yeah. isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> well, my girlfriends that I shared this book with, there's actually a, a reader's guide that I'll send you that if, um, that was really good. And I printed that out and we had a weekend together at the beach and no, you know, what we say there doesn't go anywhere. And so we can share and it was, it was really good. We always have a great time together and it was good things to talk about that we don't always talk about. So. Well, say a little about that. I mean, how did that go? Was there any awkwardness? Was it just, no, no, these friends I've been friends with for 20 years and we get together probably twice a year as time allows. And, you know, we've lived through a lot of, we have a friend, one of our friends that, that has died in that group. And so we've gone through a lot of things together and, um, yeah, I don't think there could be anything that we say that we would, that would shock anybody, you know, shock anybody in the group. We're very supportive and there's people in there that have kids that have had hard times and mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's been a great group. So those conversation starters have just helped us get to that next level of just knowing and understanding each other. Yeah. And I know that friend that died, that was probably something that kind of broke y'all. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. it was a change and you guys were very close and it was hard. It was. Yeah, definitely. So anything else you want to say about this book before I go into one of the prompts in chapter two, where I <laughs> talk about you? Oh no. Um, no, I'd say it's just a, it's fun and I'd say it's an easy read. I mean, yes. it's, it's, and it's interesting. She tells great stories. She's a good storyteller. And I don't know. I think it's, it, it gives you good things to think about whether you share it with anybody or not. <laughs> right. And a little about the author. She grew up in a small town in Oklahoma and lived her whole life there, went to college in Oklahoma and then decided she wanted to go live in LA and she had a lot of transformations, trauma, different things, but it's all relatable, I think. And so mm -hmm. I could relate being somebody who's relocated to a different part of the world where you're kind of like the weird person because you, <laughs> you don't have the same background. But anyway, it, it's just really good. Okay, so at the end of chapter two the question, the 10 questions she asked is, or she says, 
10 lessons I learned from my big sister. So I'm going to, this is Jenny I'm putting on here. <laughs> so the first, sister. the first lesson I learned was how to go first and smooth the path for us. So Jenny being her even kiltered self paved the way for, weren't you the first one to force going to a dance or something? Or was that me? I did go to a dance. Yeah, I yeah. Did, did go to a dance or two. Because it, how we were raised, you weren't supposed to go to dances or anything. So in a lot of ways, Jenny paved the way in that. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> number two was how to be chill. We've already talked about that. Like growing up, I think I've even talked about this on the episode. Like you would share your clothes with me no matter what. <laughs> you didn't care. And I would just wear them all. And if anyone wanted to borrow from me, I was like, no, but you didn't care. I was like, how is that possible? You're letting your bratty little sister do it. How is that possible? I'm like totally type A. You're not. I am a nine. What number are you on the Enneagram? I'm either a one or a nine. Oh, you're a one with a nine wing. There you go. That you were just happy to let me take over your closet, which I really appreciate. So number three is I learned how to do you despite what society says. What in what I'm saying with that was when you and Steve got married for a long time, you guys didn't want to have kids. And people kept asking and kept I mean, you got married at what did you say? 20? 21. 21. So they had many years of fertility <laughs> that people were worried about. And they're like, no, no, no. And they went off to Indonesia and stuff and then decided later on that they actually wanted kids, not what society wanted. Anything to say? We were on the never, maybe, <laughs> someday. Oops, we better do it now before it's too late plan. Right? Yeah. Number four, what you taught me is how to be accepting. I, I feel like you're very accepting of other people. You're one of the least judgmental people I know. And that doesn't mean that you agree with everything, but do you agree with that? <laughs> that you're accepting? <laughs> I take that as a compliment. <laughs> so yeah, I hopefully, I mean, that's why I try to. Number five, and this is important, how to host a great party or dinner without stressing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a little bit about our mom is that she is a very much perfectionist and she is a great party host and dinner host, but things have to be perfect. And I tended along that way, but Jenny, I mean, like I'd have to have a week, two weeks notice. I'd have to have the house spotless and everything. Jenny's like, no, I'll throw some stuff together and it's cool. (laughs) <laughs> and your house is like clean I'm not saying that but no no I get it I get it yeah what do you think that's my need for people and getting energized by them I think that's probably true and you already mentioned this but number six is how to have great girlfriends and trips you've always had had that you know or since you've been out of school I'll say that yeah. have really close friends and you guys do fun stuff all the time. 
we make it a priority that's for sure <laughs> um number seven how to be generous and I my thought on this was when I was always stealing your clothes and everything I mean you do you, you're always a giver <laughs> and I'm kind of a taker <laughs> that's funny (laughs) I wouldn't think of you as a taker you're pretty (laughs) anyway you've learned well apparently you're a giver (laughs) number eight how to be married and keep your own hobbies this is one of the things I'm most I'd say envious but just respect you and Steve for is that you guys have a great marriage, but you guys both do your own things. I mean, Steve does his music, his woodworking, all that. You do your socializing. My napping and my socializing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you're both pretty chill about it. It's not a, a big problem. Um, we kind of touched on this too. Number nine, how to cook awesome new things. Jenny is like the best cook and she'll try anything and her chocolate chip cookies are to die for and cinnamon rolls in the morning. Ooh, they're the best. <laughs> and just a bit of background about our life as well. Um, we didn't learn to cook at home because my mom was the perfect cook and she kept her kitchen. So we kind of learned afterwards what we liked, right? We'd call her and I'd always call her. How do I make this? Or how do I do this laundry? Yeah. And then number 10 is what I'm most grateful for. (laughs) Oh no, this sounds good. (laughs) Not really is um, how to be the gift coordinator for our parents. So Jenny lives (laughs) in the same town as our parents and I had moved many miles away and my younger sister is also a state away so when it comes down to it and we realize it's their birthday or anniversary we're like Jenny we'll give you money go get something (laughs) (laughs) does it that is the truth (laughs) it is so thank you for that so that's my confessional there Wow. Those are good. Can I have a copy of that? Yeah, I have I'm it just, right here. I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> a piece of paper. You've written down. <laughs> just so I can remind myself of all those things. That's good. Well, what else is on your mind, Jenny? What else uh, about the book or could you recommend to the audience? Because I mean, I know I'm really grateful that you listen and that you recommend it. And I want to make it helpful for the listeners and they I'm sure are loving getting to know you <laughs> so what am I supposed to be recommending um or just any last thoughts oh any last thoughts or actually let's do this oh. is there any since I was going to talk about books anyway is there any other favorite book of yours that you can think of that you'd like to recommend I loved um you need to talk. So you need to talk to someone. I think it's called, or you need to talk to someone. That's a great book. And maybe in your notes, you can put the author's name. I can't think of who it is right now. 
but um, have you read that one? It's, it's, she's a psychologist and she um, is kind of talks about some clients that she has and all the things they go through. And then she's also seeing a therapist on her own. So that one was one of my favorites and educated. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have read that one. That one's great. Um, um, I downloaded, uh, you need to talk to somebody on audible because you recommended it to me. So I felt uh-huh. like that was probably something I needed to do. <laughs> <Talk> to <somebody. laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to listen to somebody. Yeah. No, that was good. Um, atomic habits. Have you, um, I listened to, or I read that one online. Yeah, that was good. That's been recommended before. And I know I need to listen to it, but I haven't yet or read it. Yeah. I'll give one more. And that is The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Oh, it I is that. one of the best books. It's a one of those like narrative nonfictions or fables or whatever where people from history come back and teach lessons to somebody but I mean it's so good that's, that's one of my I think Steve books. actually has that I think his friend of his gave I think Dave Haley gave him that book yeah well mine's underlined pretty much the whole book and oh wow <laughs> and and I love that so well if that's the one that he that I'm thinking of that he got I'll have to look for it and read it yeah well, <clears throat> Jenny, I would recommend listening okay. to Laura's um, podcast. Oh, yeah. 10 things. What's it called? 10 things. 10 things to tell you. Yeah. 10 things to tell you. And mm-hmm. I started listening to it too. And it's very good. Yeah. It's good variety. Any other podcast you recommend? <laughs> One that's super chill, chill. Like I like <laughs> is uh, Dustin Nickerson. He's a comedian and he's very clean, very family oriented. Um, and he's got a podcast and a lot of times it's just him and his wife talking mm-hmm. and it's pretty funny. It's, they live in San Diego, California and he's pretty, it's fun. Hmm, I haven't heard of that one. That's cool. Yeah. Dustin Nickerson, you know, me in details. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is, about- your job, you're all about details and that's the really. Of- Oh. I can always find the, deta- the answers to the details. I just don't know them in my brain. Okay. Because details is what I hate. Like I need a, yeah. I always said, I need a personal assistant. I have the ideas. <laughs> Somebody needs to actually do the legwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called Don't Make Me Come Back There is Dustin Nickerson's um, podcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. Will- and it's a good, lighthearted, easy one to listen to. Cool. Well, I know your time is running out, not literally, but you have somewhere to be. Cross the driveway, family dinner time tonight. Uh, see, that's social you. So that's good. I know. <laughs> I'm taking this time though, <laughs> taking a meal, enjoying it. Well, is there any question you would want to ask of me or any dirt that you would want to give to the audience not bad but (laughs) no one thing is that you were talking about how you didn't want to have a big wedding because you don't like to be the center of attention I feel like you being the middle child always was was the biggest one like personality wise like loud and 
and did all the things in school and you know you, you did um sports and did you run for any did you do any office like mm-hmm. ASB president or anything like that you didn't do anything like that okay but I was trying to be I was trying to get noticed I okay trying- I was gonna say it seemed like you were more involved in school than I was <laughs> I was <laughs> okay <laughs> we're pretty chill and I was yeah. worried about being popular and you know all that kind of stuff but I yeah I as a younger child I was loud and then when we had a baby come into the house I was told to be quiet all the time so I kind of learned to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> tried to but I always was trying to get whatever attention that I could get um not a positive feature <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were fun though I mean you're always the fun one too so well go get her I appreciate you being on here I know I had to kind of twist your arm but I think it's gonna <laughs> be fun for you to listen to and see that oh. you're a podcast guest <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear hear how you make it sound all intelligent and lovely <laughs> I'll do my best. Good. No, this was fun. This was less stressful than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's just a combo. That's it. That's right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for having me. It was good reliving a few things here and there. And again, we recommend the book, share your stuff. I'll go first. We kind of went first here on this podcast. Um, and so do it. I recommend it. All right. Thanks. You'll like it. Yeah. Have fun at your dinner. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.